We got lucky that we have a Friday Siha on a Monday as well. But today's talk is very specific. It's not about Parashat Shavuah, but it's related to an initiative that we had in the yeshiva for the past couple of months. Over the past couple of months, we've been making a concentrated effort to make berachot on what we eat, on what we enjoy, we concentrated on making berachot out loud. We concentrated in making the right blessings for the right food. We concentrated in not forgetting to make the blessings. We had the, the wristbands. Today we have a raffle. We had Rabbi Krohn come at the beginning of the initiative to launch it and tell us some stories about the power of berachot. And I'm very happy to say that it was a smashing success. Over the winter vacation, many of our members texted myself and Rabbi Bijo and the other rabbis, Rabbi, I'm here in wherever, in one of the holy cities. And I didn't miss an Asher Yatsar, or I didn't miss a Sheakol Nehud Barot, or I made all the Berachot Hashachar every morning. I made the Berachot out loud. I'm batting a thousand. So our members took it seriously, and I'm very happy to say that today is the culmination of this initiative. We'll be starting another one very soon, and actually after Tu Bishvat Berachot, I'm going to call the girls back into the auditorium, because we have a special initiative that is for the girls specifically, which in my opinion will change the yeshiva and change the community, but details to come. In the meantime, I was asked to give a final speech just to sum up the value of Berachot. How many Berachot will a normal person make in his life? I did the math before I came in. Well, on average, we're supposed to make about 100 blessings a day. It's not that hard. If you just be a regular Jew and pray three times a day and say Berachot HaShachar and eat like many of our members like to do, you'll get a hundred berachot without even thinking. 365 days a year, a hundred berachot, assuming that our members will live 80 years. I'm certain they're going to live healthy past 80 years. But let's say average, 80 years, a hundred berachot, 365 days. My math, if it's correct, and I did it without a calculator, is three million. So this is something that we're going to do three million times in a lifetime. So we're investing so much time in making berachot, I guess it's worthy for a moment to try to figure out how to do it right. Imagine striking out three million times. Imagine doing something incomplete or wrong that many, mom, well, that many moments. It's, it's incomprehensible. And therefore, you're lucky. You're young. You still have millions of berachot ahead of you. So today, I only have a short amount of time. I wish I could explain to you 
every word of the Beracha, like the word Baruch. The word Baruch, everybody says, means blessing. But if you know in Hebrew the way you say a swimming pool, a swimming pool is Berecha. Now what does a swimming pool have to do with the word Beracha? Berecha, Beracha, it's a swimming pool. The explanation is because the pool holds the water. If a person wants to receive the bounty of God, when he says the word Baruch, you open the pools of heaven. You open the Berecha in Shamayim, and the Berecha starts to come, and you're like a pool that receives the water. In this case, it's not physical water, it's blessing. But I didn't come to speak about the word Baruch today. That's for another time. Remind me, I owe it to you. I saw rabbis that it took them 15 seconds just to say the word Baruch. Baruch. And I said, what are you thinking about? I'm unlocking like a master key the pools of heaven in order to bring Beracha. Beracha for what? For my wife, for my children, for my family, for my health, etc. That's Baruch. But today I came to talk about two words in the, in the Beracha that we say every day. Explain to me, boys and girls, how you define Melech HaOlam. I knew you were going to say that. But that's, that's Aleph Ben, king of the world. You knew that already. I came to say something deep. But before I explain to you something deep, I want the girls first in unison to say the two words, Melech HaOlam. One, two, three. I knew you were going to do it that way. Now let's see if the boys can do it better. On the count of three, I want you to say Melech HaOlam. One, two, three. Same mistake. So at least we're doing something, everybody, everybody's doing, the, we're in unity over here. Even our mistakes are unity. Hazaku Baruch. Boys and girls, before I explain to you what Melech HaOlam means, we have to say it correctly. Melech HaOlam. A lot of times we swallow the hair. So you say, Melech HaOlam. It's not HaOlam. The Chaf is not the first word of Ha'olam, it's the last letter of Melech. So you must pause, Melech Ha'olam. But if you say, Melech Ha'olam, Melech Ha'olam, there's no such thing as Ha'olam. That's Russian. So we're going to do it again, girls first. On the count of three, the revised version of Melech Ha'olam. On the count of three, two, three, Melech music to my ears. You're not a girl. Well, today you never know. Now, now we go this way. Now we go this way to the boys on the count of three. Two, three. Music to my ears. It's a different beracha. So now that we got that out of the way. Now that we got that out of the way and all of us assume that Melech HaOlam means the king of the world and you're right. It's a king. The word olam, we interpret it to mean the world, the universe. But where does the word olam come from? What's the root of the word? There's a Hebrew word that means hidden and concealed. Very good. Ne'lam. 
The root word of olam is he'elem, to be concealed and hidden. And I ask our members, is the world hidden? We see the earth, we see the stars, we see the sun. It's not hidden at all. As a matter of fact, the world is exposed. So why would we use a word of concealment, ha'olam, he'elem, ne'elam, for something that is, is manifest? How do you explain? Which part of the world is hidden? You know who's hidden? The Melech, the king. We know he's there. We all believe he's there. But God is hidden. Nobody can see it. Nobody can point to it. And therefore, we consider God is the king who is hidden. He is behind the scenes. And Imunah tells us, and this is the key, our faith tells us that we must believe that even though you can't see it, and even though you can't take a picture of it, and even though you can't touch it, God exists. He's behind the curtain. I want to ask you a question. Does the sun exist? Yes. What if it's behind the cloud? But I can't see it. Doesn't matter. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I can't see a plane at 36,000 feet, but it's there. So even though you can't see God, He's behind the curtain. And therefore, Imunat tells us, what type of Melech is He? He's Melech Ha'olam. He's the God of concealment. But everything that's happening in this world is being orchestrated by God. I don't know if you ever went when you were young to a puppet show. Not my favorite activity either. But when we were young, you would go to a puppet show, boys. And you see the puppets moving and they're making all sorts of gestures and so on. And if you're a kid, you think that the puppets are moving on their own. But when you get older, you realize that somebody's above the stage, it's called the puppeteer. And the puppeteer is holding the strings and actually he's moving and making all the animation. God is the great puppeteer of the world. Everything that you see that's moving, it looks like it's moving on its own. It's not. So where is he? He's Melech Ha'olam. You don't see him. Now you know what happens to a person that says Melech Ha'olam a hundred times a day? It strengthens your imunah. Because people always come along and say, why did this happen? Who did it? But I don't see him. He's the king, but he's behind the scenes. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And he hasn't made a mistake in 5,700 years. Now I say something that to me is so beautiful. Tu Bishvat symbolizes that we're now entering the holiday season. We just heard the Gemara, boys. 30 days from Tu Bishvat will be Purim. 30 days from Purim will be Pesach. We are now officially entering holiday season. The holidays of Purim and Pesach, they're very different. Pesach, everybody saw open miracles. Give me three examples of open miracles that we saw on Pesach. Kiryat Yamsuf, Yitziat Mitzrayim, which is the plays, Dam Sefandeya, you got it. Which means in Pesach, we saw God 
in front of us. Nobody can question that the seas split on its own. Seas don't split. Seas don't turn into blood. And frogs don't just come and invade a population. On Pesach, God came in front of the curtain. And everybody was able to say, this is God, Ze'eli. On Pesach, he wasn't Melech HaOlam. He wasn't hidden. He was actually Melech Begalui. He was apparent and in the open. Let's talk about the holiday of Purim. Any supernatural miracles or open miracles in Purim? Not really. It's a great story. Ashverosh gets married. He gets into a fight with his wife, which happens sometimes. He gets angry at his wife. He kills Vashti. He ends up taking a second wife. Turns out it's Queen Esther. He ends up owing Mordechai a favor. Haman is elevated to a level. Haman's an anti-Semite. It's a story of natural, natural events. No splitting of the sea, no blood, no frogs, no grasshoppers. But we know who was behind the whole story of Migilat Esther. Hashem. Now there's another way we say hidden in Hebrew. Besides Ne'elam. Very good. Nistab. Unbelievable. Seter. Seter means hidden. Now which letter in the... Very good. David Adaya. The letter Aleph in the Hebrew alphabet represents God's name. Aleph is one. So what is the name of the book that we read on Purim? Migilat Esther. You know what Esther stands for? Aleph Seter. The one God was hidden. Yeah, that gets it. But wait. What does the word Migilat mean? Galui. Galui means to reveal. The job in life is Megillah Aleph Seter. To reveal the one God that is hidden. Because God is a Melech HaOlam. Emunah tells us He's there, He's watching, He's orchestrating. Who knows how to say coincidence in Hebrew? There's a word. Don't say no word, there's a word. If you don't know it, doesn't mean there's no word. Mikre. But if you take the words Mikre, which means coincidence, and you boggle the letters, Mikre also spells Rak Behashem. Because even the biggest coincidence is no coincidence. Sometimes you bump into a person and you say, Oh my gosh, I was thinking about you. What a small world. No, it's a big world. Hashem's in the world. It's not a small world, it's a big world. There's 18 billion people. It's a big world. But Hashem orchestrates coincidence. Everything is designed by the great puppeteer in heaven. Now I'll give you one story. Although I don't usually tell stories, but it's a personal story that happened where you start to see Hashem's running the world and He knows what He's doing. And although He's concealed, we don't always understand His ways. This happened over 20 years ago. It was August, it was the summer, we were in deal, I was getting ready for shul on a Friday. I was listening to the news. I'm getting dressed, they announced on the news there was an accident, a helicopter crash in the Grand Canyon. They were taking a tour in a helicopter and the helicopter went down. 
it caught my attention. And they said, on the helicopter, there was a, a newly married couple. Honeymoon. The wife survived, but the husband passed. And then they say the name of the guy. And I said, my gosh, I know this guy. I went to yeshiva with him in Israel. He was a classmate of mine. And then I researched, and sure enough, he was there. And I was so shocked. Young guy. Just got married. Where's Hashem? How could this happen? He was a Sadiq. He's just starting his life. I say to myself, obviously God is behind it, but it makes no sense. Aleph Seter, the one is hidden. What's happening here? This happened on August 11th. 30 days later, all his friends went to the cemetery on the 30th day. Tashkenazim have a custom on the 30th day after somebody passes, they put the stone up and they make a big ceremony. And 200 of his friends came 30 days later to the cemetery at 8.30 in the morning. Him and his friends worked on the 96th floor of the World Trade Center for a company called Cantor Fitzgerald. The day that they were in the cemetery at 8.30 in the morning was September 11th. They should have been in their offices, but they weren't there that day. 30 days later when I heard that part of the story, God whispers in my ear, you saw on August 11th that I took one, but I was saving 200. You saw that I made one widow, but I saved 200 ladies from being widows. Look how many orphans I saved. God says, I'm besetter, but I see everything in front of me. You're not always going to understand me as things happen. And therefore, Emunah teaches us there's somebody that's running the world. There's a guide and there's a manager. And the two words that remind us of this every day a hundred times is Melech HaOlam. Not only the king of the world, but the king that is concealed. But he's there. And he knows exactly what's happening at all times. And he's micromanaging everything to the T. And Megillat Esther teaches us that it is our responsibility, Megillat, to reveal the Aleph that is seted. And that is the element of Imunah. Boys and girls, I want to congratulate you all that you succeeded to reach this level of understanding that Berachot are important. On this day of Tu Bishvat, we are now going to go into the hall. Everybody make the Berachot, but please focus on the two words that we said today. Not only to say it correctly, don't swallow the hair. Swallow the grapes, don't swallow the hair. Melech Ha'olam. And then think to yourself, he's here, I just don't see him. And he knows everything that is going on in my life, and he never made a mistake, and everything ultimately is letovah. Before we go, I would like to make a special uh, announcement to thank Rabbi Jacob Bijo. May living be well. The rabbi has invested.
The rabbi has invested a lot of his time and effort for this initiative. May all the blessings that we make be on the rabbi and his family as well. Amen. Benachot inside.